0: Welcome to another edition of the Gold Nose Podcast. I'm your host Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is March the 3rd, 2020. I have about five different segments here for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. First segment is entitled Dexter Jackson. Not celebrated enough. Uh, Dexter Jackson played free safety or safety for Florida State, number 11. Um, During his time, excuse me, at Florida State. Um, he was all ACC as a junior. Finished his college career with 194 tackles. Seven interceptions, 16 passes defense, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery, and a block field goal. Um, He was on the, uh, he was not on that 1999 championship team. Um, pro career. He played, um, uh, uh, like he played four years with Tampa Bay, one year with Arizona, then another year with Tampa Bay, two years with Cincinnati, then another year with some team called the Florida Tuskers. Um, he was Super Bowl MVP of the 2002, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, he, I'm not going to say that he was an average safety. But, I mean, anytime that you go on to the pros and you make, and you win Super Bowl MVP, I mean, you got to be a talented player to get to that point. So, you just one of these, he's definitely a guy that you never hear about anymore. Um, You hear more about, and it's because of it's more recent. You hear more about, you know, Derwin James and Jalen Ramsey, and they haven't really accomplished anything. Um, you know, Jalen Ramsey was on the national championship team, but, I mean, he hasn't won a Super Bowl or anything like that. His uh, first stint with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. uh. Mm, He did pretty good. He got the Super Bowl MVP during that time. Uh, Arizona Cardinals. Said he was going to Pittsburgh. But he didn't go. The last minute he signed with the Cardinals. <laughs> and the Steelers then went with plan B. And drafted Troy Polamalu Because Dexter Jackson had to change a heart at the last second. You see how stuff work out? Um, Jackson rejoined the Buccaneers in 2004. And played for them until the end of the 2005 season. Um... In 2006, Jackson signed with the Cincinnati Bengals as a free agent. Uh, he played three seasons with the team before being released on March 6, 2009. Then the Florida Tuskers, uh, United Football League, uh, where several former Buccaneers were on the roster. Um, then he, obviously that didn't work out. Um, so he retired at the end of uh, 2009. Um, he coaches, uh says he coached somewhere privately. Um But just, you know, from my time of him playing with the team, he was, uh, I remember him from the 97 team. And, you know, he was a player, man. You know. I don't know if he was the one who got burnt for that. Touchdown to Jaquez Green Jaquez Green or if it was Shevin Smith but I just wish He was talked about a little bit more I think he's one of the You know one of the better players Better safeties to come through the program So let me know what you think about Dexter Jackson Uh, Moving on to the next segment Which is entitled why was Leonard Warner Playing outside linebacker Um, Obviously this guy was playing Out of position Okay Um, I don't know how many Wheel routes he had to get beat on For uh Willie and the boys To realize that hey We might have Made a wrong decision on that one Um And I've talked about Leonard Warner uh, Several times on this podcast But You know it was just I've never had him like as a topic I don't think I would have to go back and Research but Um You know, he's, to me, he's a defensive end. 6'4", 241, he could easily put on another 15, 20 pounds and be a 4'3 defensive end. I mean, he was an athlete when he was coming out of Georgia. All right? Four-star player, okay? And I think he could very easily put his hand in the dirt and be very effective. I think that's where you have to play him. Because you're playing a four three and there's no way that you're gonna sit here and tell me that he's a four three linebacker. He's not a four three middle linebacker. He's a defensive end. So, um, he could back up either uh Robinson, Janoris Robinson, or Joshua Kendo, and be a very capable backup. I mean, I wouldn't even necessarily call him a backup. He'd just be a very uh good rotational player Um, just not a starter Um, so that's my thoughts on him I mean if he wanted to really dedicate himself he could put on another 30 pounds of muscle and really take off because the talent is there he's a talented player when they switched him to middle linebacker and he didn't have to really cover anybody just come up and make tackles or drop back in zone he was very good at that Um, so let me know what you think about Leonard Warner. Um, I'm going to move on to the next segment. Changing from a city guy to a country guy. And I can, I really have firsthand knowledge of this because I've recently had to make this change. It's very difficult coming from a city to the country because in the country there's really one of everything you know where I live now there's one Walmart one Wendy's, one Burger King one McDonald's, one Chick-fil-A one of everything and virtually every fast food restaurant is jam packed okay they've got two dollar generals And they've got $2 trees. So there you go. (laughs) The Walmart stays open 24 hours. It's a super Walmart. So that's pretty good. Um, (laughs) I mean, but it's a heck of a transition because when you live in the city and you're just used to, okay, I want want this right here to eat. And I can just get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and go get it. And you try to do that same thing in the country uh, uh, Can't do that buddy Um, So it was a heck of a transition But the reason why I wrote this topic You have a lot of athletes that have to make that change Because Tallahassee is not like a a booming city It's a college town And you have guys that come from big cities like Houston And um, Los Angeles that um, That um, That can't make that transition um, So I can only imagine from them You know Where I'm from Is nowhere close to the size of Houston I don't think I could be wrong But um, You know I can only imagine for a kid You know I'm an old man so I can only imagine for a kid going from a big city to Tallahassee and um, you know for me I just had to adapt and adjust that's all you know there's a certain restaurant where I'm from that I love that's really all over the city where I'm from just recently came there like within the last five years and then you move down here and they don't have that restaurant so it's kind of crazy but it is what it is um just got used to it man and then like don't try to go to mcdonald's during the day the line is gonna be wrapped around the block i mean you know it it would make you think that hey they putting cocaine in the food but (laughs) it's just the only mcdonald's and mcdonald's is popular i'll give them credit so let me know what you think about that segment. Changing from a city guy to a country guy. Um, next segment is entitled, Is Odell Hagan's Too Loyal to Florida State? Um, yes, without a doubt. Um, I think going through two coaching changes in the last three years, and this man has stepped in and helped his program. I'm not gonna say he deserved the head coaching job, but I think he I think he deserved a serious look. And I think the interview was just like a token interview. I don't really think they ever seriously considered Odell Higgins. Um, I like the fact that he was trying to restore what Bobby Bowden had. Um, Built During his tenure at Florida State I was really Liking that Um, I think Mike Norvell Is going to do great things Um, I'm officially on the Mike Norvell uh, Train I guess Um, But I, I really felt like Odell Higgins Deserved more than a token interview I don't Everybody knew that Come on you know, nobody was taking that seriously. But, you know, I think if he would have beat the Florida Gators at the end of the season, I, I think he w- he could have made a stronger case, you know, publicly. I think he would have had a lot more media pundits and uh, fans, you know, telling Florida State to give this guy a serious look. I mean... Just from everything that I've read From what players say And from what former coaches and uh, administrators say, is He's a great guy You know And um, those are the kind of people we need at Florida State So You know I don't I, don't, I think he's so loyal to Florida State He would never go coach another program Because he said it. He said that he's had other opportunities. And he's turned them down. Because he loves Florida State that much. And I totally respect that. Um, So let me know what you think about that segment. I'm going to move on to my last segment for this episode. On the record. About Florida State. And the 2020 season. Alright. I'm officially going to put myself on the record. I think they're going to. Realistically, everybody's saying eight and four, nine and three. Realistically, I think you're looking more at six and six, seven and five. I don't think that they've added enough on either side of the ball to say that they're going to win nine games or eight games. Now, if if you're telling me that Mike Norvell can come in and work some magic on that offensive line with virtually... The same players that played on this team in 2019. And he gets this team to eight or nine wins. He's he's national coach of the year. Without a doubt. Okay. Because nobody else could do it. Um, I think this offense is going to score anywhere from 20 to 25 points. I think this defense is probably going to give up 20 points or less. I think it's going to be an up and down season. And just like the last couple years i just don't think we've added difference makers even this recruiting cycle um the the best player in this uh class is a cornerback uh Demory tate from what the pundits are saying i don't know you you never know with recruiting you could have a guy that's a one star emerge as the the gem of the of this class so um that's where I'm officially at with the Florida State football team for this season. I hope they prove me wrong. Hell, I hope they go 13, 14, 15, and no one win the national championship. That's what I hope for every year. But, you know, we just got to be realistic about this thing. Um, so that's going to conclude this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It's available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. If you're listening to this on YouTube, Please scroll down to the description, rate, review, and subscribe. And as always, go nose.